Disclaimer, this podcast contains spoilers for the Thor franchise. Proceed if you're good with that. What do you believe in? What facts have you accepted without question? Many people take new information without question. You hear something you hear something from a friend, family member, whoever it is, and you take it for granted without double-checking whether or not it's true. Unfortunately, that's the case for most people, and it's these same things that you build your assumptions and opinions on. If you're gullible, you'll know what I'm talking about. For example, let's take Norse mythology. If you're a Marvel fan, at one point or another, you'll have more than likely stumbled across the Thor franchise. If I asked you to give me a few facts about it to tell me the gist of it, what would you say? That centers around Thor and his magical hammer Mjolnir, which gives Thor the ability of flight, that his father is Odin and he has an adopted brother named Loki. If you had something different, just go with it for a second. If you mar- if Marvel is purely your take on all of Norse mythology, you've probably got some catching up to do. Loki, for one, is not Odin's adopted son, but his brother. And two, Loki's a fire giant. Case closed. Thor does have a magical lightning hammer called Mjolnir, but it doesn't fly. Surprised? I'm just getting started. Marvel has wrapped up a good deal of what we see as Norse mythology. What is the real Norse creation myth? When did Loki take the joke too far? This and more answered here. Made for students, by students. This is insert title here. Episode number 20, Marvel vs. Norse Mythology. misconception out first. Relationships. So, first off, Loki is the brother of Odin. Kind of. It goes like this. The Iser, a word referring to the original tribe of God, want Loki to leave, so they don't have to deal with him. But Loki, using an ancient blood rite, made himself Odin's brother, preventing the Iser from getting rid of him. Loki has six children in total. His first ch- child is Lefnir, who he is the mother of. Yes, mother. He has five other children who are Narvian Valley, who he had with his wife Sigyn, and his other three come from his other wife, Angerboda, a giantess, who he had Hel, Fenrir Wolf, and the Midgard Serpent with. Thor, like the Marvel Universe, is the son of Odin and Frigg. Frigg is his stepmother. His actual mother is Fjörgen. He is married to Sif. Jane is a character who is only in the Marvel series for the sole purpose of being Thor's love interest. Thor and Sif have two children, Thrud and Morty. Arguably, his most, most well-known stepbrother is Baldr, the god of light, prosperity, and basically all things good, though he's not mentioned in Marvel either. He is supposed to be reincarnated after Ragnarok, but more on that later. First comes the creation of the universe. The recreation myth goes like this. In the beginning, there was only an empty darkness called the Gnung Gap, which sat between Muspelheim, the birthplace of eternal fire, and Niflheim, the birthplace of eternal ice. And then Ganungagap was Ymir, the first of the giants, and the cow, Adhumbla. From Ymir's sweat came other giants, and Adhumbla licked a salt chunk from the land of ice, revealing Buri, the first of the Iser tribe gods. Descendant Bor married a giantess named Besla, and together they had Odin, Vili, and Ve. The three brothers killed Ymir and used his body to create Midgard, Earth essentially. Eventually the gods from the first man and woman, Ask and Embla. Following that, a book was composed of several Norse myths and stories concerning the gods and goddesses called the Poetic Edda. Most of them are just individual stories with no connection to each other. Here's just a few of them. First up, the Vathrundismal. Owen hears about a super smart giant called Vathrundir and decides to go see him. His wife Frigg tells him that it's a bad idea as Vathrundir is super smart. After all, Odin thinks, um, 
after all. However, Odin thinks nothing of it and decides to go and find him anyway. Appearing at his door, Odin disguises himself as a mortal called Gath um, Gagnaroth, seeking to obtain the giant's wisdom through a battle of knowledge. The giant tells him that unless he can outwit him, he'll never leave there alive. So, he invites him into his house and a riddle contest begins. Vathrandir is surprised at not Odin's knowledge. Somewhere along the line, Vathrandir is wise enough to decide that it's a good idea to bet your life on this to bet his life on this competition. So, for Odin's last, not Odin's last and final riddle, he asks him, what did Odin whisper into Baldur's ear at his funeral? This question has tormented research researchers, as no one truly knows the answer except for Odin himself. At this point, the giant realizes he's going to head with, head with Odin, the literal god of knowledge. Up next is the Locusena. So as I previously stated, Baldur is the god of all things good, purity, light, love, forgiveness, etc. He's pretty much loved by all the gods and goddesses, as well as being Frigg's son. However, he starts to have prophetic dreams about his death, which, as one might expect, makes him a little bit nervous and not like his usual bright sunny self. So his mother, Frigg, took it upon herself to track down everything in the Nine Realms and make them personally promise to never do any harm to Baldur. Well, except the harmless plant of mistletoe. So because of this, Baldur became, almost, completely indestructible. Of course, what a perfect opportunity to, for Loki to come along and ruin everything. So he decides to kill Baldur with the one thing that could still do it, mistletoe. Loki then goes on and creates a spear out of the stuff, hands it to Baldur's blind brother Hoder, who then goes and unintentionally kills him with it. So Baldur dies with both the spear to the chest and mistletoe poisoning, obviously leaving everyone very upset. When he shows up in the other underworld, Hel, the goddess of the underworld, agrees to let him go back to the living on the one condition that everyone, alive or dead, cries for him. And at that, Loki seizes his second opportunity to ruin everything. Realizes his family will come after him if he doesn't cry for bother, he hides in the mountains as a frost giantess, getting away, from, getting away with it. So, bother remains in the afterlife. Next, and lastly, is the Locusena Part 2. The Aesir are having a party when Loki kills one of the servants, getting him kicked out. He then goes into the woods to sulk, before promptly inviting himself back in and invokes a blood rite with his brother Odin and earning him a seat back at the table. When he then goes, to, he then goes to give a toast to all the gods except for Bragi. When Bragi asks him to leave, he proceeds to roast any and all gods and goddesses who talk to him. A little while later, Thor rolls up to the party and tells Loki to knock it off. Loki then goes on to basically confess to Baldur's death. Fleeing from the Iser's rage, Loki flees the scene and hides in the water as a salmon. However, Loki finds that hiding from Odin, the literal god of knowledge, to be a little tough, as it takes Odin no time at all to find him. Upon finding him, Odin takes him back to Asgard where they tie him to a rock with the entrails of one of his sons, with a snake dripping poison into his eyes, and leaves him there. Lucky for Loki, his loyal wife Sigyn holds a boy bowl over Loki's head so the poison isn't always in his eyes, but she has to go empty out the bowl every once in a while, leaving him temporarily blind. The end. Some things you may notice to be the same in those chapters is pretty much the appearance of the more well-known gods, Odin, Thor, and Loki. Some of the concepts from those stories can definitely be seen in the Thor universe, but it's very different, wouldn't you say? We surprised at how different the two versions of North mythology were? Pop culture, social media, and just about everything that we see on the screen influences our pictures and opinions. We're informed about everything on our phones and electronics. I feel that the picture of Norse mythology given to us by Marvel is a really good example of that. If you're a fan of the Thor franchise with no previous knowledge of Norse mythology, did all, did all this come as a, as a surprise to you? 
If you didn't have fre- if I didn't have friends who were into mythology, Greek, Norse, you name it, I probably would have been pretty shocked myself. The point I'm trying to get at here is that you shouldn't take everything for granted. That is, this is a pretty harmless example of false information, by fa- but fake news is everywhere. Of course, I'm not so sure if audiences would have taken quite as quickly to the actual Norse mythology as a movie series, but I, and I still love the Thor franchise, but I feel it's important to always look into what you're told. You become more immune to all the fake news that is constantly being said. With how many people just take everything they're told for granted, questioning of what you, some of what you hear is definitely a much-needed quality in today's world. And with that, this has been Marvel vs. North Mythology, recorded in the storage closet of CCDS Middle School. We're inserting our title here.